We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lakers Nation, what a win. Been a while since we've been able to say that. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane or on Instagram and threads at Trevor Lane NBA. The Lakers take down the Clippers 106-103. Heart stopper of a game. I thought the Clippers may have tied it on that last second Norman Powell shot, but it rims out the Lakers. Hang on. They get the job done and get a much much, much needed win against the Clippers. Was not expecting this. As I said in the pregame, though, there's a reason why you play the games. The Clippers were the favorites going in. They've been on a roll. They've been the hottest team in the NBA. And the Lakers have been in a very different situation. They've been in a major slump on a downward spiral. Things have not looked good. And yet here it is, the Lakers walking away with the W. We're going to break down the whole thing. So those of you joining over on YouTube, over on Facebook, over on X, again, welcome in. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Uh, with me is Sean Davis. Sean, I, I'm assuming you just you just you couldn't wait for your for your show to talk about this, and you needed to jump in. And I do not blame you for that, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, just might as well just pull some w, double duty. Um, I'll start things off by saying that's the biggest one in the season. Yes. And I think that needs to set the tone of the show. That's the biggest win of the season. Biggest win of the season because of the spot the Lakers were in, as well as the opponent. Uh, this was an important win against a team that, again, was the, the hottest team in the NBA at this point. Um, and because of what has been going on with the Lakers, the context of what's been happening with this team, the record since winning the in-season tournament has been atrocious. They've been playing terrible basketball, and for them to step up and gut out this win – against this Clippers team, uh, that was phenomenal. And then all that aside, it always feels good to beat the, to beat the Clippers. Yeah. It's always, it's always great to beat that, that team across the hall. Um, especially after you went through that little drought. Um, but uh, yeah, biggest win of the season, but that, that's, that's all I got as of right now before we get to the super chats. Yeah, going through some of the, the stats here, Anthony Davis, whew, talk about efficiency, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 of 15 shooting, only two of four from the free throw line, unfortunately, but three steals, one block. He was solid in this one. Uh, 25 for LeBron James, eight boards, seven assists, one steal, 11 for 19 shooting for him, 13 points for D'Angelo Russell, who made his return to the Lakers in this one, but five for 14 shooting, six assists, three turnovers for D'Lo as well. Um Plenty of guys to highlight. Oh, and then, of course, Torian Prince, lest I forget him, hit a couple of big free throws late in the game. Uh, 13 points, three for six from three. But, Sean, let's just get into it. Before we get to our Super Chats, let's get to our first award of the night. Superstar of the night. The Superstar of the night. Uh, Sean, who are you going with? And, chat, let us know who you would pick as well. Uh, I'm going with Braun, personally, I think. Tonight shows why I think you get Braun to a playoff series. That I, I think Braun is still a, a, a net positive defensively. Like he had some even like impressive on ball defensive possessions yes. as well in, in, in some some switching scenarios. He's 
in a playoff or like a must win setting, he's in a, I don't want to say elite, but he's like whatever, like be, right below elite is, is like an off ball helper, knowing when to help, knowing when to be, uh, where to rotate it uh, in, in a scramble situation, put in 25 points, hit some big time shots in the third quarter to kind of help spark plug the Lakers offense. Um, I, I think it, I think it has to be Braun tonight. And let's not forget, he also dunked all over Paul George. Oh Certainly was that was the moment of the game. That was insane, man. Like it's we, Sean, you and I have been doing this for a while, and we see big plays and we get excited. That was one of those plays where I went like like goosebumps. Oh my gosh, what did I just witness? Type moments, right? He's had a couple where like he almost got it, which is why I was so shocked on playback was because he's had a few where you're like. Oh man, Braun five years ago yeah. bangs that. And he just that was fun. That was really he, fun. He quarter. got going and he takes off. And all poor Paul George could do was just sit there, mouth agape, looking up at greatness Pause. as it dunked all over him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable from, from LeBron. That was one of the best plays of the season. Um, and, and again, it helped that it was on Paul George that he dunked all over him. All right, I do want to get to the the chat here, get to some of your questions and comments, Lakers Nation. So plenty of things for us to talk about. Uh, Madison said, no timeouts. Clippers, 9-0 run early in the fourth nearly cost us. Uh, more Christian Wood. Yeah, Sean, If before we get to Christian Wood, had this gone the other way, had the Clippers, let's say the Clippers win by a point or two or something like that, We'd be talking a lot about Darvin Ham and once again allowing a big run to an opponent without calling a timeout. And you and I were both talking on our on the live stream of the of the play by play, whether you find it on playback or on YouTube, that up until the fourth, it felt like Darvin had coached a really good game. Like I agreed with a lot of the rotations that he was using, the strategies he was deploying. It was a, a well coached game from Darvin Ham, um, and, and you know we got to make sure we give credit where credit is due. But that run happened. And that's been one of my biggest criticisms of Darvin is not using timeouts when he needs to. Uh, we'd be that would be much more under the microscope had the Lakers not walked away here with the win. Yeah. Um uh I, like you said, Darvin had a really good quarters one through three. The rotation, like you said, made sense. The offense was relatively organized. I have to look at some of the data and film to confirm, but offense was decently organized tonight. Um, I mean, yeah, you just had that really rough like stretch in the middle of the fourth quarter i probably would have went back to max and christian wood too in the fourth quarter personally i thought those mm -hmm. two guys were deserving of it yes but I, I i've been saying for like a week now that i don't care how just freaking win so for tonight and for tonight only i don't care lakers won right yes yeah the lakers won and that's that's all we need to really focus on but that that was a moment that may have gotten darvin in some hot water um conversely on the other side what what was with Ty Lue burning his final timeout with like 247 to play? And then I'm curious what like Kawhi Leonard got benched the final few minutes. Weird stuff on the Clippers side of things that I'm I'm sure we'll get into, but that, that was, was so bizarre. Weird. It was so weird. So weird. I don't even know how to describe it. It was so weird. By the way, welcome into uh to Nathan Bowen, who becomes a YouTube channel member. If you guys haven't checked out the channel membership program, you can check that join button and you can see everything that membership offers uh with the channel. Cruising Route 66 said, Was it me or was Handy more hands-on than normal? I didn't notice if Phil Handy was more involved. And I, I'll be honest, I was I, my, I was focused on a lot of things during during this game. There was so much going on. This was one of the most stressful games of the season, certainly. Um, I did not notice more interactions from Phil Handy. The rumor is that Phil Handy's like been more hands-on with the offenses here. And okay. take that you will. Um, I, I will say this though, that like if that's the case, that might be like why some of the like offensive play calling hasn't been as up to par. Like last year's it wasn't even that great, but last year's no. didn't have these stretches where like the play calling was just dreadful. Lakers have had that this year, maybe it's because like Handy hasn't been in this type of role before, which I understand. Or like he's, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll stop it at that. But um, yeah, like nothing particularly noticeable from tonight's game. All right, MS highlights said LeBron James insane post poster dunk won us the game. 
Still saying master lock Darvin Ham. I'm not going to master lock Ham in a game the Lakers won. And in a game that, aside from the fourth quarter, some moments there, I thought he coached a, a pretty darn good game. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement there. Uh, I could be surfing said, like Sean said, Wood and Christie are our best two-way role players. They made a huge impact. They need consistent minutes. Let's use let's use that question because I think that's a great segue into this um, to knock out another one of our uh, awards here. Star in your role. So the star in your role award and chat, let us know who do you think stepped up of the Lakers role players the most in tonight's game? I think this is an interesting one. A couple players mentioned there, Max Christie and Christian Wood. Um, these are guys that I agree. I think they should be getting minutes. Uh, Christian Wood, it's good to see him back in the fold. I thought he had a really good game uh, in this one. I really thought that he was helping on the boards. He was helping protecting the rim. Two blocks, 10 boards, nine points, uh, four of six shooting, one of two from deep in 16 minutes. Max Christie, three for six, three boards, seven points, two blocks in 13 minutes. He didn't do anything uh, to hurt his own opportunity here. And uh, we could talk about D'Angelo Russell. We could talk about a few other guys. But who are you going with, Sean, for your uh, star in your role award tonight? Uh, I'm going Christian Wood. I mean, if you want to find one player that made the most of, like, every single second they were on the floor tonight, it was Christian Wood. Um, he had, like, a two-minute stretch even where I think he was maybe even the best player on the floor. Where he hit the three, he gets a couple of big stops in a row defensively, and then he gets, like, a big dunk right back. I mean... He was so big on the boards tonight. The shot is finally coming back. Like the, the, Tonight is one of the few times all year I felt really, really confident about his shot mm-hmm. um, from, from three. And, like, he's just been so underrated defensively this year. And, like, the, the praise and the apology needs to be just as loud as the disrespect for Christian Wood. And, and I mean, if I'm Christian Wood, I, I definitely feel this way. Because all freaking summer – it was, oh, he's a cancer to the locker room. He can't play defense. He's a shot chucker. He doesn't contribute to winning. And all Christian Wood has done when he's gotten proper opportunity and being used in the most optimal role for himself and for the team, mm-hmm. he's freaking helped out this team a lot. And he's been so freaking good for this team, man. And the shot's finally coming back. Yeah, shout out Christian Wood. He was so good tonight, man. So happy. You know what? I I didn't make it official, but I agreed with you on the uh, superstar of the night with LeBron James. I'm going to agree with you again on Christian Wood. You know, normally I like to go with somebody different, and I know Max Christie definitely deserves some praise, but there was late in this game, I found myself thinking, man, I wish they would put Christian Wood back in. Back yeah. in, I was surprised he didn't get an opportunity to close it out because I thought he was really good. I thought he made a difference on the boards. I liked what we were seeing out of him. He was aggressive. He was getting himself to the basket. Christian Wood, it was enough to where I asked you on our live stream, I said, should the Lakers still be looking for another big to back up Anthony Davis? Or do you think with just consistent minutes, Christian Wood can be this more often than not? Um, where do you land with that? Um, depth wouldn't hurt. I'm probably not like going all the way out my way now to go get like a big that I have to like spend real deep assets on. So like the guy I've been really really hoping for is Nick Richards, right? You're you probably have to give give some pretty good stuff up for Nick Richards, right? I think yeah. he's a pretty solid player. There's a bunch Daniel Gafford you have to give uh, some stuff up for. I'm probably not that pressed as much now. Especially, like, you give Christian Wood consistent minutes. He can play next to Anthony Davis, which I think we still kind of all want, is a big that can play next to AED. He can do that. Um, even when the shot wasn't there, those lineups still did fairly all right because of the yep. threat of Christian Wood shooting. He can uh, – he, he's been super solid defensively for them this season. Again, next AD or even by himself. That was the knock I kind of had even personally was, like, I thought coming in he could be good next AD. I didn't know how good he would be by himself defensively. They've yeah. put him in lineups where he, uh, when he's by himself next to Braun, next to Banda, which makes sense, which makes some sense, really helps him out defensively too, and it's worked. So I don't know. I, I'm if you give Christian Wood like 18, 20 minutes, which I think is right around the area where I had him at, right, right around eighteen minutes in the recent rotation build we did for the channel. Go check that out. I think I did it last week. Um, yeah, I, I think you might be okay personally. I think that I would still prefer to have. Not just any big, but a very specific type of big. And I'm talking about the big physical, 
like the big bodied center. Cause that's, that's still, I thought Christian would have held his own just fine in this one, but that's still not what he is. And so I would still be looking for that big physical presence that you can put into the paint. But I, I agree with you. I don't feel quite as urgent of a need to get that as we may have a few weeks ago. And it's good to see that Christian Wood got another look. This is what we've been saying when it was pretty clear that Jackson Hayes was not it and he was con continuing to get opportunities. We had this discussion on the show that we wanted to see Christian Wood get another chance before the trade deadline so the Lakers would have a sense of how badly you need to go get another big. This obviously one of the better performances of him in recent weeks. And so I don't want to overreact to this one game, but I do feel a little bit better out about it than I would have, say, a few weeks ago. Um, I still wouldn't be opposed to going and finding somebody, though, that can be a, a true physical presence, especially if there's somebody that you think you could play in conjunction with, with Anthony Davis. Um, Mamba Mentality said it's clearer than crystal clear. Go oh, clearer than crystal clear water. That's possible. Apparently. Apparently. Is it clearer than clear Pepsi? Uh, uh, that, okay. Do you remember that? No, you wouldn't remember that. Clear Pepsi was the thing at one point. All the rage. Uh, our main problem is motivation. This team has talent. Winning the in-season tournament is evidence. Ham just needs to know how to motivate this team every game against any matchup. Do you think that's all it is? It's just, it's motivation? Um... I, th I think that might play a, 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 a partial role in it all. Um, mm -hmm. I think they just knew, they just like understood the gravity of the game. And, and that's why I said at the, at the top that this is the, the biggest one of the year. I mean, some people brought up, obviously, the NCAA Tournament Championship or the, uh, the Thunder game in OKC, down a couple players. And, like, those might be the the better played games, like especially that OKC game, like that, that's a, a tough win on the road against a really good team. But like mm -hmm. we talked about earlier, circumstantially, this was the, the biggest one of the year. Um, and I think they just got up for it. So I think motivation does play a factor in it. But I think, you know, the fact that the process, the past two games has gone slightly better and you're starting to just kind of get rewarded for process getting better. Lineups making more sense. And all the other stuff, and uh, you know they, they put forth great effort tonight. And I mean, like that—that that was a—that was a Laker game. That was a a proud game to be a Laker fan, in my opinion. There were only a few moments in this game where you and I said, "Oh no, what is this lineup?" Whereas yeah. that, I mean, we just we had to we could put that on a ticker on the bottom of our screen for, for previous games. What is this lineup? Because they were they were a mess. But I, I thought the lineup choices were pretty good in this one. I don't know that it's all just motivation. I mean, I look at the numbers. The Lakers, 51% from the field, 38% from three. Okay, great. You'll take that. You did give up 13 offensive rebounds. You turned the ball over 19 times. So that's not ideal. But it felt like the Lakers just sensed they needed to win this. And they gutted it out. To me, the, the differentiator between this game and previous games LeBron and Anthony Davis were LeBron and Anthony Davis, just like they've been. Did they turn it up a little bit? Yeah, their efficiency was insane. AD was 10 for 15, LeBron 11 for 19, right? That, But that's what you expect out of your stars in the big, big games, right? So they turned it up a little bit, but they basically did LeBron and AD stuff. The difference is over the past few weeks, it's been LeBron and AD do LeBron and AD stuff. And like one other guy gets going a little bit and everybody else is just kind of MIA. In this game, Christian Wood did things that helped in his 16 minutes on the floor. D'Angelo Russell coming back did things that helped, even though he didn't shoot that efficiently. I thought he was overall helpful, particularly when he got hot late in this one. Max Christie, I thought, had only played 13 minutes, but they were 13 good minutes. Now, we can talk about Cam Reddish and the adventure that his five turnovers were. Um, we can certainly talk about that. Jared Vanderbilt. Four boards, four assists, one steal. There's some challenges on the offensive end, of course, but he logged some solid minutes. Torian Prince, uh, while not always perfect, played his 30 minutes. We can argue maybe that's too many minutes. Uh, becomes a bigger factor when Rui Hachimura comes back, I think. But this was a game where rather than it feel like it's LeBron, AD, maybe one other guy, and you're trying to drag the rest of the team along with you, it felt like everybody who played in this game contributed in some kind of meaningful way in whatever minutes they got. And that to me is the difference between this one and what we've seen over the last few weeks. Another reason why it's the best one of the season, because I think you could say something 
positive about just about every single player that played tonight, which is yeah. something I've been able to say uh, a lot this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a big time win and uh, happy that, you know, a, a lot of the guys contributed uh, at least to a, a few plays and not contribute. I thought to just winning the, their entire uh, play time tonight. Uh, MS highlights gifted a Lakers nation membership, which is always cool to see for Lakers nation channel members. We're going to have a, another live stream coming up soon for channel members. Uh, to join and actually come on stage with us and, and chat and everything. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So again, check that out. Use that join button. Uh, the coach. Oh no, here's the, we've got negativity here. The coach is stuck on stupid with the lineup changes and defensive execution there at the end was just ludicrous. Ooh, using Darwin's word against him. Ludicrous. Uh, God, he said, God, I hate him. Lucky we won as the days go by uh, that Levine trade. I'll pull the trigger. Um, I can only imagine how angry Lakers fans would be towards Darvin right now had the Lakers lost this game. And there's reason to be frustrated with the fourth quarter, I think. Especially that long stretch with no timeouts. Um, some of the lineup choices were a bit wonky, I thought, you know, in my opinion. But I also think he coached a, a good game the first three quarters. And I so I want to make sure, well, I know we've had like weeks of Darvin frustration. I want to make sure we also give credit where credit is due. I didn't think this was a bad Darwin game where there were some mistakes in high pressure, tense moments, I thought. But ultimately, I thought that he did pretty well in this one. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm going to refrain from a lot of negative talk tonight. I'll, I'll hit you guys with my negative speeches tomorrow. But I mean, like they won and that's all I care about tonight. Um, I don't know how I feel about Levine trade still. I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm still like, iffy on on any Zach Levine talk personally I, I think it really depends like how badly do the Bulls want to get rid of him or are they expecting to get stuff back for him right that's where that that would be a big factor for me um yeah I mean look I think that Darvin Ham in this game had some good moments had some some bad moments late and those are some frustrating ones but I also like for like I liked the wrinkle of Christian Wood defending Russell Westbrook that worked great. Um, that was that was nice to see the Lakers employing a strategy like that. Uh, I liked that Max Christie was still a part of things, even though D'Angelo Russell came back. Hopefully that continues when Rui Hachimura returns as well. All right, Sebastian said, I don't care how much you hate D'Lo. He's vital for this team. The bench stepped up big time, and LeBron looking like he's 24. He's dunked, he dunked like he's 24. Um D'Lo, I think you noticed over the last few games the absence of another guard and how yeah. LeBron and, and Austin Reeves essentially had to be on the floor at all times. D'Angelo Russell just gives you another guard that you that you really needed. I mean, essentially, the Lakers are down. When D'Lo was out, they were really down three guards in their rotation, right? Because from what we expected over the summer, because Gabe Vincent is hurt, D'Lo gets hurt, and then Jalen Hood-Shafino, who would have been kind of the emergency option, has not been NBA-ready. So that's left you with just two players um, to play out there. And now that D'Angelo Russell is back, while well, he's not always the best player and he had he had a frustrating turnover, he had some misses early, people were upset about, um, he makes a difference just in terms of giving you that guard skill set out there on the floor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I, I think like D'Lo, D'Lo has some plays. He has like five plays a game, I think, where I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? It got to a point, I think I, I tweeted out uh, tonight where D'Lo had a, a couple of just bad shots in a row, gave up a, a, a layup, I think, in the defensive end. I'm yeah. like, bro, D'Lo is hurting you right now. Get him out the game. Pull up three, takes the craziest <laughs> heat check ever after one make, pull up three. I mean, like, like he's – and this is why I've been so hesitant on just willingly trading D'Lo for nothing because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trading him. Like, I think a trade package I got assembled was like DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Royce O'Neal for D'Lo. And I said no, because I'm not trading D'Lo unless I'm getting another playmaker back because of the stuff Trevor just mentioned. Um, I mean, regardless of, of how frustrated D'Lo can be, he's a guy that he's a legitimate playmaker for you. He's probably still your second best playmaker on this team. I think he's a better playmaker than Austin. So, um, yeah, I think D'Lo had some big moments for you. And, yeah, he, he, he is an important piece for sure for this team. That was so... That was so D'Angelo Russell. He makes one three and immediately comes down and takes an ill-advised three in transition. Like he makes one shot and he instantly goes, oh, I'm hot and takes the heat check. Thank goodness he made it. But that was, we were laughing because it was the, it was the no, 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 yes, three as he's taking it. Uh, He knocked it in. That's D'Angelo Russell for you though. Uh, I want to get your opinion on this and chat. I want to know what you think too. So Steve T said, I hate the Clippers worse than the Celtics. So I can't get there. I can't get there. But I grew up during Showtime. I grew up like my formative years were spent hating the Celtics. So is that how how you guys feel? Like I can't put the Clippers ahead of the Celtics in my mind. I've had fans tell me this, though, that they hate the Clippers more than the Celtics at this point because it's been... You know, it's been since, what, 2010, since the Lakers and the, and the Celtics last played each other in the finals and and all of that. Where are you guys at? And Sean, let, uh, just start with you. Where are you at? Do you do you hate the Clippers more than the Celtics? Is it another team? Where do you stand on that? I'm one of the younger, I mean, obviously, uh, Laker fan or just Laker Nation staff members in general. Uh-huh. But one of my, if not my favorite Laker game ever, which is actually probably my favorite Kobe performance ever, is game seven 2010 just a ugly game but like just the kobe's like mm-hmm. do whatever it takes to win type attitude like that's why that game always resonates with me so like i'm always gonna hate boston more personally right um until the clippers you know do something of relevancy that uh, of relevance excuse me they'll never be on the level of the uh celtics or even close to that level but um I hate them both. I don't like either one. I like some of the players on the Celtics. Like, I love Tatum. He's one of my favorite players. But I hate that, like, if Tatum was on the Hornets, I probably would have a Jason Tatum jersey right now. But it's on the Celtics, so how dare I, right? right. Um, I, I, I I hate them both, but I, I, I do hate the Celtics more. But, yeah, like, somebody says here in the chat, even, like, the Clippers are, like, the annoying little brother. Yeah. The Celtics are, like, the... Per, I don't even know like what's a good comparison, but the Celtics are like the Clippers are the little brother. They yeah, that, there is certainly that element of it. Um, I'm trying to put together a poll here real quick so we can get a, a vote on that. it. If, I, apparently, yes. That's dope. You know, I can yeah, that. no, I can't over on the YouTube side. I can. Um, there we go. 
I'm starting to pull. Who do you, which team do you hate more, the Clippers or the Celtics? That poll is now is now live. You guys can go vote. It's going to be um, more 50-50 that, than I personally think it should be. It's going to be way Clippers. more 50-50. <laughs> I like this. The Clippers are posers. They should move to Seattle. They should move anywhere. Anywhere not here. Um, Canadian Laker fans said, I hate the Celtics more. My mentality said, I hate the Celtics more. Oh, I dislike, okay, three theory maybe sums it up nicely here. I dislike the players on the Clippers, but I hate the Celtics organization. That's a really good way to describe it. I think right? I agree with that. The Clippers players are less that. likable than the Celtics players. That that I, I will change, if I, I don't even know if I'm really changing my stance, but I agree with that. Like, I like Kristaps a lot. I like Tatum a lot. I like Derek White a lot. Uh, I mean, I, I don't dislike Drew. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I don't think I legitimately, I don't like Steve Ballmer, like mama mentality yeah. said, um, yeah, I don't think like there's a player on the Clippers. I genuinely really like or care about. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great way to sum it up there. Great way to sum it up. By the way, the poll checking in on it right now, it is 53 47 like, Celtics, the more like hated team, uh, right now between the two. Interesting though, interesting. People are saying, but the Clippers haven't won anything. Yeah, but they're that annoyance. They're you know they're right there. They're the annoying constantly. little brother. They're the annoying little brother. Exactly. Yeah, they're the the annoying little brother, for sure. All right, we'll do a couple more uh, questions here and comments. Um, let's see. Darius said, "Did Ham almost cost us the game by not calling a timeout?" Yeah, I mean, it, you ended up using the timeouts late you needed that timeout in order to inbound the ball because LeBron was struggling to inbound it. But I, it like, for example, D'Angelo Russell hits back to back threes. Ty Lue calls timeout. They put a stop to the momentum. The Lakers just don't seem to do that stuff often enough. I also thought when Sean, you brought up that the Lakers had to use a time. They had three timeouts. They're cl They're closing in on the two minute mark. They were going to lose a timeout. They needed to use one. Ham had an opportunity to sub and he left his poor defensive lineup on the floor oh, rather yeah. than put his good defenders in at that moment, get a stop if you're going to call that timeout anyway. I thought there were some mismanaged points, and that was a, if you are if you know you're going to burn that timeout, put your defensive lineup on the floor and get that stop and then call timeout. Instead, Darvin Ham wasted that opportunity and kept, and now they got the stop anyway. But anyway, little things like that, I think that, uh, that we can, you know, and it feels like nitpicking in a win, but those are the kind of things that can matter. Uh, in, in games like this and games as close. Uh, M dread said, when we play like this, I feel like we don't need a trade. <laughs> I'm not going that far. No, I, it's one game. It's what we talk about riding the roller coaster and getting too upset after one game, right? Uh, in a loss, we don't want to go too high after like this. Don't get me wrong. We're going to celebrate the hell out of this win. It's been too long. This is a big win. Sean calls it the biggest win of the season. I think it just might be. We're going to celebrate them, but don't get me wrong. But I don't know that we can jump to the everything's fine now moving forward standpoint. I can't get there just yet. If anything, this game shows you you need more players that can play both ends of the floor. Yes. If anything, that's what this game shows you. Like, And a lot of games have shown them that. There's too many times where they've got guys on the floor that can just play one side of the ball, and their opponent is exploiting that. Yeah. I mean, like... The fact they were begging for more Max Christie minutes, not, not like it's a detriment to Max, but it just shows the fact that you need more dudes that can play both ends of the floor. All right, everybody. We're going to give a quick shout-out here. We'll get back to our questions and comments in just a moment, but we'll give a quick shout-out to Sleeper, who is our sponsor for this show. You can use our code LakersNation to get up to $500 in an instant deposit match. Sean, we're going to make some picks right now to put together a, a contest with the help of our chat. So I'm going to look through here and see what I can find and pick some players that I like. Oh, you know who I like, Sean? I like Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Not a great three-point shooter. Do we think he's going to hit uh, against uh, Washington tomorrow more or less than 1.5 threes? Uh, without looking it up, I'm going to say more. I, I got to see how many he takes a game. He doesn't take all that many. Um, what does what does the chat say? 
Are you gonna is J is SGA gonna hit more or less threes? And it looks like I've got more. Okay, we're gonna go more. He we're gonna go more per game. Okay, so we're gonna say he's gonna make two out of those three and a half. Yeah, uh, I'll say all right. Three more. All right, he's gonna have a good shooting night. He's gonna have a good shooting night. We're gonna go more there. Um, I see our LA guy, Demar Derozan. He's taking on Charlotte. Twenty point five points. More, more. I'm going more. I'm going more. That's as kind well. of low. I feel. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going more for for Demar Derozan as well. Uh, oh no, let's go with the guy who was almost a Laker. We heard that he was on the verge of being traded to the Lakers. It didn't happen. Miles Turner. Oh, Miles Turner. Miles Turner is the guy I'm going with here. Does he get a double double or not? More means yes, he does. Less means he does not. Taking on Boston. No. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to say no. He does not get the the double double. Chat mostly agreeing with me there. Uh, let's do two more. Oh, let's bring the pain with this one. Jaime Hawkes. Oh, this one hurts. Jaime Hawkes, 22.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined against the Houston Rockets. More points and a half. Less. So we're talking like, can you get like 13, 5, and 5? Is that, right. is that accurate? No, it yeah. be like 13, 5, and 6. Um, is Jimmy going to play tomorrow? Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I, I think that's out. still Jimmy's out for tomorrow. So I'm gonna go more. I would also go more. I think I would go more. I, I think he gets it done. Now the Rockets are really good defense. Uh let's go to the other side of that game to finish this off. Alperin Sengun, one of my favorite players. He's so good. Uh, 22 and a half points in this one, more or less for Alperin Sengun. I'm gonna go. I I would probably not even do that one personally. If I did, I would say less. I trust Spo and Bam to figure it out. Okay. All right. We're going to go less there. If we were to lock in that entry on a $5 entry, that would get us a multiplier of 13.18x. Wow. That could be pretty good on a $5 entry here over on Sleeper. Um, if you guys want to play along, you guys can can follow us there. Use that promo code LakersNation. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Currently operational over 25 states. So go check out sleeper today. As you guys can see, very, very easy to use. Very simple. Um, so yeah, easy, easy stuff. So make sure you guys check that out over on sleeper. All right, let's get back into some of our super chat questions and comments coming from our audience right now. Oh boy. One of our channel members, Al, been a member for two months. Thanks for, for being around, Al. Said, I was at the game and Cam Reddish makes my blood pressure go up on offense. Ham almost risked the game by having him in and keeping Wood out. I think that's certainly something we can criticize Darvin Ham for uh, going with Cam Reddish, although I get the defensive versatility. Boy, Cam, we've called him an adventure on the offensive end. That his hand, he could not hang on to the basketball in today's game. Five turnovers for Cam Reddish. What do you make of that? I, I forget who said it on playback, but it's so accurate. I thought Cam Reddish was a way better offensive player than he is currently, and a worse defensive player than what he than what he is currently. Like, oh my gosh, adventure is like being nice. Um, like. He played 20 minutes, and I thought that was a lot tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, he just – his, like, the handle is way too loose for a top 12 or whatever pick he was in the draft uh, back uh, back then. Um, his, like, athleticism at the rim isn't nearly as good as it probably should be. Um, again, given, like, the, the stature and, like, the – how highly touted of a, of a recruit he was. Um, the shot, I mean, he was two for three from three tonight, but the shot is just super flat. So, like, the consistency is just isn't there. Um, 
I'm glad he only played 20 minutes. I thought that was like right around because I, I thought honestly he was a little bit closer to 30. Mm-hmm. But you looked at the minutes tonight, 80, 39. Okay, like that's right around. I mean, I had him at 37, I think. Braun 38. That's a couple minutes higher than what I had. Austin at 32, Dila at 31, Torian at 30, which is a miracle. And I'm happy because Torian has been playing like 35 minutes, it feels like. Got him down to 30. So we're 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 winning there. Vando at 21. Christian with a 16, Max at 13. I think there you can sprinkle in some more minutes for for Christian and Max. But I mean, like Cam is just such an adventure offensively, and I'm even using that word now being nice. Um, that I think you can steal some of those minutes. He, from from Kim, I think he's got, he he is losing some of those minutes because Max is playing well, because yeah, orienting a bunch of shots, because Delo's back, because Christian Wood even is playing such great basketball right now for you. Um, you're healthy, you're relatively healthy. I mean, wait till Ruby gets back. Even it's gonna be a lot of decisions that's gonna have to be made. I, I think Cam has got he's got size that Max Christie simply doesn't have. Yeah, but Max Christie, you can't like like Max can be a little bit of an adventure when he's driving to the basket too. Yeah, but I'm I'm way more confident in kicking out to Max Christie than I am in kicking out to Cam Reddish. Um, again, literally I thought Cam did some good Max things. What's that? Literally, don't ever have Max have the ball in his hands, like operating the offense or anything like that. Yes, ever. right. Now you don't you don't want him running the offense, but to kick out to a, a spot yeah. up shooter. Now Cam did fine. He hit he hit shots in this one. Uh, he was what two for three from deep. So you'll take that. But he was also very turnover prone in this game and so that's something worth keeping an eye on and as max christie continues to play well you wonder if cam does seed more and more minutes over to max um i, I gotta give an update on everybody here with the, the poll right now the clippers have taken the lead as the most hated team we've got almost 1800 votes in the poll right now folks which team do you hate more clippers at 52 percent, celtics at 48 percent right now huh we we we, we, we huh Clippers at 52% of the vote, Celtics at 48%. So it's very close. But right now, we've got almost 1,800 votes in. And right now, the Clippers are the most hated team, but just barely. Hmm. Yeah. I what are we thinking about agree. that? <laughs> All right, let's see what else we've got going on here in the chat. Oh, I've got somebody says, Davion Nelson says, Vando needs to be back in the starting lineup. I disagree. Yeah. I think Vando Vando's getting closer, but I think he was being very honest when he said a few weeks ago that he's not 100%. And I feel like he's getting there, but he's still, you know, defensively, he can do some good things. He can help you out on the boards. But I don't know that... Like a lot of people have defaulted to just go back to Austin, D'Lo, Vando, LeBron, mm-hmm. AD. I know you've got something. Why Why do they not just do that? Uh, I mean, how much time you got? Because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I give I me the, the short version. For one, I think the spacing with Vando and AD just hasn't been great. They They haven't found this consistent way to utilize Vando as an off-ball screener or like try to negate his negative offensive impact. Um, secondly, which kind of nukes his defense value as well at the same time, because if he's on the floor, he can't have that defensive impact that you need from him. Um, and then also, Austin and Delo, lineups with Austin and Delo in general this year have not been good. Like, they, they, they score the ball at a pretty, like, decent rate, right? They're uh, before the night's game, I want to say they're around 117 points per possession with, with that two-man grouping. Yay. Awesome, right? Defensively, that two-man grouping with any other combination of players on the floor is allowing like 122 points per possession, right? So, like, those two guys, just I, I, I kind of don't want those two on the floor together as much as possible. I like it a little bit more where you do uh, stagger those two those two minutes. And I, I get it. It's not always going to be that way, but... Yeah, I, I think that um, that in a nutshell is the biggest reason why. And also Vando in general, Vando's on the floor, the shot quality at the rim drops because, I mean, we saw tonight, there were possessions where the Clippers just said, you know what, we're going to put Norman Powell on Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. right? We're going to front the post. And if you do get it into the post somehow, guess what? Uh, 
uh, Zubach, Zubach is guarding Bando, so he's just going to come right over, and we're going to double at the rim, and that's going to be a tough finish for Anthony Davis, right? So until the Lakers consistently figure out a way, and it shouldn't be this hard, but until they consistently figure out the, the, the cheat code or whatever to, you know, solving the Bando offensive uh, issue, if you will, I'll, I'll kind of leave it in lamest terms there then I'm not the biggest fan of him starting. and I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of him playing next to AD a ton. And, I mean, you got to think, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis is, like, most of their minutes together are with the starting five. It's with the starting five, and it's with the closing five. That's where a lot mm-hmm. of their minutes together are in. I don't want a lot of those minutes to be next to Vando, personally. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think there's some situations where it can work. But I think overall, I'm in agreement with you. I, I, and I like Jared Vanderbilt. I really do. But um, I, I think you've got better options. Uh, Mission 86 said, there they are. I knew my Lakers were in there somewhere. Build, build, build. That's all it is. Now, again, no setbacks. Uh, no setbacks. So the Lakers have the Raptors coming up on uh, on Tuesday. Must and the, Raptors, the Raptors are red hot after, uh, after the trade. They've been really good. And Emmanuel quickly already went off once against the Lakers. But yes, keep it rolling here. Tyler said Ham saved his job. Not going to lie, might not be bad to keep him. We own the Clippers 2-0 and against them. Well, he called them the Flippers. 2-0 and against them this season. Yeah, that, that is true. They're 2-0 and against the Clippers this season. Um, yeah, look, had the Lakers come out and gotten blown out by 30? He's probably gone. I think that while what we've heard is that that Darvin's job probably wasn't on the line. Like if they come out and they're lethargic and they get blown out, like those were some conversations you probably have to have. Yeah. You'd have to. You'd have to. M Dread said Bronze Sun just off that dunk. That dunk was incredible. I can tell you this after the show, I'm going to watch that dunk over and over and over. Uh, the Beast Mode. Why didn't Ham call a timeout in that three minute drought? I don't know. Thought Great he needed call. to. Thought he needed to. Wicked Bronco, Latrev, still fire Ham. So he beats the Clippers. You're fired. I don't see that happening. But uh, he said, but damn, glad we finally won a game, especially against the Flippers. Even though Ham tried costing us the game by not fouling. Don't let this fool, uh, this win fool the front office, though. Dylan Windler was the answer. <sighs> I don't know if I'm going to go that far on Dylan Windler, but um, it, what did you think about that? Norman Powell gets the ball. He's at like half court or a little bit before. The Lakers had a foul to give. You and I were both, I think, screaming foul. Screaming foul. I, I, I don't know why they didn't. I guess you're afraid that he's going to try to chuck a shot from half court or something, and then you're going to gift three free throws to him, and that's the reason why. But he got a pretty good – he almost hit that. I thought that shot was good out of Norman Powell's hand, That and he would be the guy to do it too. He annoyingly hits shots against the Lakers. Uh, fading to his right, flings it up in the basket from three. Would have tied the game. I thought he hit it live unfortunately it rimmed out i thought in the moment though the lakers when he's in the backcourt they needed to foul him yeah and that's one of my biggest pet peeves from the darvin tenure these past two years and in these situations where all the data and analytics and just like forward thinking says foul right here especially if you got even i mean especially in this situation where you have a foul to give and they don't have any timeouts, but even a situation mm-hmm. where you don't have any fouls to give, it's just like you're better off just fouling right there, not giving leaving it up to chance. Because if if he hits that shot, then <laughs> I'm probably furious right now. So you would have put Norman Powell on the free throw line if you have four seconds left in the game, right? And you're putting Norman Powell on the free throw line, so maybe you cut. Cut it down. No, you you had about to give. I'm saying like even. Oh if no, no, you but you, but you said even if you didn't. Yeah, I'm so you would have still put Norman Powell on the free throw line. You burn a second or something off the clock. He hits both free throws. It's a one point game. Then you got to inbound it, but yeah. at least they don't get the look from three. Because think about it this way: if now in that moment, if we lose, it's my fault, right? Like like I I now get to control what the outcome of the game is instead of it leaving up to you as the opposing team to decide whether or not we go. Cause like if like, like let's say we're in a bonus, I foul uh-huh. Norman Powell at, at half court. So it's like three and a half seconds left or whatever. 
Mm -hmm. makes the first. He might intentionally try to miss it, right? But but as long as I box out and get the rebound, something that I can control, I win. Or I'm shooting free throws, and if I hit both free throws, the game's over, right? Yeah. And vice versa, right? So um, I'm just putting the game more in my control, whereas I don't foul. Norman Powell can hit that shot, and we're going to overtime, and I don't even have an opportunity to to really stop it, right? So that's that's kind of – and also, again, just like all the data analytics and, like I said, forward thinking just says – just That's foul. What you do. You're up three. Not a lot of timeout. No timeouts. You have a foul to give. Yeah, I agree. I, I've been frustrated that we haven't seen that strategy deployed quite as much from the Lakers over the last few years. And I like the way that you put it. Put the game in your control rather than you're just praying they miss. I will say this. It is definitely coach's preference. Like sure. the Lakers have, I mean, they work tonight. It's worked a couple of times in the past as well. And you have to be careful with it. You have to be careful with it. Just my like for was it uh what game was it last year that it actually burned you? Was it was it Indiana where we were both like maybe it was foul? It was yes. one. Oh, yeah. could have been could have been Dallas as well. Could have been Dallas. Like it works and it does well. Like like each each case like it will work and and not work is more personal preference. My personal preference is just you foul right there, put the game in your control. All right, Avin Traders said, scary thing is even though we won, Ham, Ham almost blew the game with his decisions in the final eight minutes. Um, by the way, speaking of Darvin Ham, he said after the game... Oh boy, I'm scared. When, no, no, this, this is fine. He said, when everyone pitches in and does their job as long as they can, as best as they can, good things happen. What you saw tonight, a well-balanced win, and it needs to be a committee on a nightly basis. I think yeah. that's that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Right. I mean, I that, that, everybody chipped in. That's what we were talking about. The difference in this game between some of the other games. Uh, Asa Hart said it's almost like when we play defense, our offense follows, even if it's subpar. Just a reminder that we beat the best offense ever while only making two threes out of like 12. It's never been the scoring in the LeBron and AD era. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be decent enough scoring the basketball. And I think the problem that I've seen is some patterns where the Lakers, they'll go through a stretch where their offense is good but their defense is terrible or they'll go through a stretch where their defense is good, but their offense is terrible. So ultimately they don't make up any ground because either they're scoring and not getting stops or they're getting stops and not scoring. Um, There weren't, there haven't been enough moments where they get both ends of the floor going at the same time and then they can really go on a run. So that can be the problem with it, or at least that's the problem I've noticed over the last few weeks, but in general, which side is more important for this Lakers team? It's the defense. That's the side where they've got an opportunity to be really, really good. The offense, you're just hoping they get to be okay. If they can be okay on offense and dominant on defense, they give themselves a chance. When the play calling is is at a high rate, the Lakers are a, a really good offensive team. Like a lot of the games we see the offense struggle, am I really good? Like they're an above average offensive team. I'll, I'll kind of mm-hmm. temper expectations a little bit, but um, a lot of the, a lot of the times where you uh, when you see the Lakers struggle uh, offensively is when like they're running a bunch of freelance stuff or they're, they're not really calling a bunch of that action. So they're not the, the help beaters aren't the appropriate ones. So um, I, I think I, I still have optimism for, for both ends of the floor. This is the best the defense has looked probably since the NCAA tournament uh, final go though. Yeah. Agreed with that. All right, let's get to uh, everybody's favorite segment of the night. It's bent a little bit. Master lock of the night. All right, chat. What are you putting in the master lock from this game? We take the most annoying thing from the game. We put it in the master lock. Uh, It's nice to do this on a win, right? What are we master locking from this one? Oh, my gosh. Still seeing a lot of Darvin Ham in the chat. Uh, oh, and there it is, the obligatory Dylan Brooks getting the master lock. Sean, what are you master locking from this game? Uh, I'm going to master lock uh, the turnovers. I, th- I think you kind of nuked. Hey, Sky. Uh, Sky says master lock Torian Prince three-point fouls. Yes, yes. I probably Ooh. should have with that. You fouled the three-point shooter at least three times tonight. Uh, that was actually, it was three times tonight. So that's super frustrating, but I'm going to go with the turnovers. I, I think you nuked a pretty all right offensive game by just 
careless turnovers in transition. Yep. Um, trying to find pull up some of the data here. 19 on the night. 19 turnovers. Your offensive transition just wasn't as good as it, as it really needed to be tonight. Um, a lot again, a lot of it due, due to due to some turnovers, but you, you look at a lot of the Lakers' major offensive engines really quickly, where I mean, like ball screen stuff, post up attack, ISO attack. They were incredibly efficient in all three categories tonight. When they got shots up, they just weren't able to have this like breakout, if you will, offensive game because of some of these turnovers that they these ill-advised turnovers, especially to start the game off, which really put them behind the eight ball. But Lakers got the win, so I'm gonna uh, master lock the turnovers. This uh, comment said, "Master lock the Zubats trade." It's master so lock, magic. he he was so good. He was so good tonight. Vince Zubats, 9 for 13 shooting, 19 rebounds, 10 of them offensive. Uh, one block and 22 points tied for the high for the Clippers in scoring. And this is the guy that we said, our front office at the time said, Ivica, no, we're not, we don't want to be the team to pay him. So we'll give him to you for a couple of months of Mike Muscala, who's going to arrive in LA and forget how to shoot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He was Man. so bad when he got here and then immediately leaves and remembers how to shoot. Awful. Awful. Um, my uh, There's a lot of things here. A lot of things here that, that we could master lock from this game. Um, we had Brooke Lopez too. Yep. They had, Brooke Lopez told the Lakers, I will take less to stay. And they said, nah, we're good. We've got JaVale McGee. <laughs> and JaVale's fine. But uh, can you imagine how well Brooke Lopez would fit on this Lakers team right now? He's literally the big we've been dreaming of to pair it next to AD. Like, give give the man a decent paycheck and a Disneyland annual pass, and he's happy. He'll stay forever. We don't have these problems with our bigs, not named AD, if he's here. He would have been. He would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. Okay. Uh, my the Lakers? Oh, huh, that's interesting. My bad. Go ahead. Uh, for my master lock of the night, you know, I, I definitely want to go uh want to go to a, a clipper for this, uh, simply because well, the Lakers won, and I don't feel like like master locking a, a Lakers player. Um so I think there's a there's a number of different Clippers players that we could that we could look at, but all in all, I think that I've got to I've got a master lock, James Harden, and he didn't shoot that efficiently. So now I'm looking at this thinking maybe I shouldn't master lock him, but four for thirteen shooting. But he continues to do the James Harden stuff. Continues to hit the little step back threes, especially late in the game. That was an absolute killer. Um, 15 points again. Not like he had a great game or anything like that. But James Harden's game still drives me crazy. He goes foul hunting constantly. Fortunately, the refs didn't fall for it too much tonight. Five free throw attempts for him in this one. James Harden, default, gets my my master lock in this one. Just because. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched a ton of Clippers games. So I'm going to... Refrain not getting too crazy with the take. I, I I'm cool with facing the Clippers in the playoff series. Oh, okay. Like there was a time, maybe like even as as early as last season, where I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to face the Clippers in the playoff series. 
I, I think I'm I think I'm good. I think I, I think I'm I'm I feel good about facing them in the playoffs because I think I think the Lakers one you beat them twice, which always mm-hmm. helps. Two, you've done a you've done a, a decent enough job with Paul George and Kawhi both times, and then I don't think James Harden is as good. I mean, obviously, I think they mean like no duh, but I think when the Lakers played good defense. And they said, you know what, Paul, uh, Kawhi, I mean, not Kawhi, excuse me, James Harden, go ahead and go ISO on us and and, and shoot a bunch of, of bad shots the entire game. The late, like the, that, that nuked the Clippers offense at several points throughout tonight's game. Now you can maybe account that to, to, to bad, a bad shooting performance from James Harden, sure. But I think the Lakers play legitimately good defense for most of the game on James Harden. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a pretty, Pretty interesting playoff series. I would favor the Lakers in it as well. I'm not going to go as far as to call my shot on playoff opponents or anything like that, but I do like, Reasonable. I do like the confidence. We I like are the, the confidence seed right now. Uh, quick update here on our our poll. I'm getting blasted in the chat for that. I don't care. <laughs> Twenty six hundred votes in. The Clippers are the most hated team. 53% to the Celtics, 47%. Well, there you go, 53 percenters. You get more wow. ammunition to hate them for. I was not, I, I'll admit, I was not expecting, I thought it would be close, but I was not expecting the Clippers to, to win the poll. But that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. All right, we're going to do one more, and then uh, we'll get Sean's show started in just a moment, the post-post game show. I know he's going to be getting into all kinds of, of stuff from this game. Plenty to break down still from here. Uh, let's go here. Hello World said, I swear I've been able to watch two wins since the in-season tournament. The OKC game I miss. Otherwise, I was there to watch every single loss entirely. This game, I refused to watch and they won. Pray for me, y'all. Well, you know what that means. You got to go back and watch it now. But that also means that you're not allowed to watch the next game. <laughs> Sorry, that's how it works. I'm not chancing it. If they won because you didn't watch, those are the breaks. You got to take one for the team. Until you don't watch and they lose, I don't think you're allowed to watch anymore. I don't know. I don't make the rules. That's what that means for sure. But I think that I think that's what that means. Uh, really quickly, another reason why I'm cool, I don't mind facing them in the playoffs, LeBron's the best player on the floor. I mean, if it's not LeBron's AD, you got, I think, the two best players. LeBron, both time against both times against Kawhi and the Clippers this season, 35 points in the first game, 12 rebounds, mm-hmm. 7 assists, 2 blocks, hit 5-3. Tonight, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 11 for 19. AD was great tonight as well. Come on now. Those two guys healthy, 10 toes down. We're behind those guys. I don't care. I like it. I like the confidence. I like it. I that would definitely feel good. A Lakers playoff win over the Clippers. I think the Lakers have more at stake than the Clippers do in that situation. That's yeah, maybe one of the one brother. of the Yeah, no, no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like if the Lake like if the Lakers beat the Clippers, people are gonna go say, Oh, well, of course, because the it's the Lakers. They're gonna beat the Clippers. If the Clippers beat the Lakers, though, they're gonna try to make a big deal out of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But would you like would you say that that there's more pressure on the Clippers? Uh, for that reason, no. like like you have to pre you have to prove for for all the the, the younger generation for the uh, uh of fans in LA in air quotes the, the same BS excuse they've been trying to they've been trying to to give for the past decade. Maybe that, I mean. I- I look at it more like it's the young up and coming fighter gets a shot at the champion and just kind of gets to go and young up swing and, and and throw throw punches freely because they're not expected to win and if they do then great and it's a great moment you know it's that's that's the way I look at it but I I would rather look at it the way the way you do that's for sure young up and coming that's 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 a very interesting way to pose I I the, mean in terms of how people see the two franchises right like that's I'm not saying the Clippers play like, especially when we're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and everything. I'm just saying how people see the franchises in general. Uh, by the way, I want to give a shout out before we uh, jump over to Sean's show 
Uh, we've got some new members coming in. Welcome, guys. And uh, Mamba Mentality gifted a Lakers Ma Nation membership. Very, very cool to see. Appreciate that, guys. And uh, have some new content coming out for channel members as well pretty soon. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for the show tonight. Sean's post-postgame show is going to be starting up in just a few moments. So stick around. Hang out here on the YouTube channel. You're going to see that notification come out in just a few moments when his show starts. You guys can come chat uh, the rest of the night away talking about this Lakers win, and he's going to break down some of the advanced stats and everything else that you need to know. Anything in particular that, that you want to highlight before we jump over to your show, Sean? Like what? Give us a little sneak peek. Uh, just the we're going to take a look at some of the offensive efficiency from tonight's game. Like I said, it was a pretty pretty good offensive game. You take out some of the turnovers. Um, take a look at the, the the preview for the upcoming game. Like you said, you got the Raptors coming up on what? What I already forgot tonight. What is it? Tuesday? Tuesday, Later I believe. Tuesday? Yeah. Um, got to get ready for that one, and we'll take a look at some of the new lineup stuff and see like what how how we're feeling after the past few games. Where I think the the process has definitely gotten better and see how uh, encouraging it can be going forward. Final check-in on the poll to end the show. 2,800 votes. 54% hate the Clippers more than the Celtics. So 54% pick Clippers, 50, 46% picked Celtics, and that's where we're going to leave it off. Once again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hang out. Sean's show will be starting up in just a moment. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.